0: You are listening to the Sun Grove podcast. For more information, please visit our website at sungrove.org. All right. Well, good morning and welcome to Sun Grove. How are you guys doing? Very good. Good morning. Well, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Matt Lingo. I'm the director of worship arts here, and I have the pleasure of getting to share with you guys today um, on the second Sunday in our series called Year of the Volunteer. Dave started last week um, talking really about the heart of why we volunteer and why we serve, And today, uh, I get to share with you guys a little bit about the abilities that God has given to us. Um, And we're all different, right? We're all unique. We all have different abilities. And that's a beautiful thing. And we need to use those uh, for his honor and for his glory. So I'm going to start off by reading from one of my absolute favorite passages of Scripture. This is from Romans 12. Um, It's not on the screen, but if you have one of your Bibles, you can follow um, along. I'm going to read this passage, verses 1 through 6. Here's how it goes. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather... Think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. And the verse that's on your screen there is the verse we're going to be focusing on, and that's taken from uh, right there, Romans 12, verse 6, and this is the new... uh, Living Translation. It says, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. God has given us, each of us, the ability to do certain things well. Let's, uh, would you guys just bow your heads in prayer, let's just open up by just dedicating this morning to him. God, we thank you, and we praise you that you've given us scripture uh, to go back to God regularly, daily in our lives, to be able to get your word to speak truth into us. Uh, I thank you that, just as we just read, God, you've created each one of us uniquely and beautifully. And we need to embrace who we are, the abilities you've given to us, God. We want to embrace the strengths that you've given to us. Maybe we we don't even have a full realization of what those are, or maybe we've dedicated them to you years ago, but I pray that you'd still open something fresh to us today, um, and what you want to do in us and through us to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said. And God's people said. Yeah, yeah you guys are with me, I like it. Good. Okay, well, now, I'm gonna start off talking about abilities by taking you guys back to the summer of my senior year of high school. Now, anybody out there ever had any odd jobs? Anybody have any kind of odd jobs, and you know, you're just kind of getting your feet wet, trying to get into the workplace, trying to make a little bit of extra money? I asked First Hour, Tim Van Voorhis raised his hand, he said, I was a gravedigger. Anybody, anybody beat gravedigger? <laughs> call them out, you guys can call them out. Anybody got any uh, odd jobs, you know? Um, McDonald's, any, I mean, any of those kind of, those funny ones where you're a mascot, anything different? All right, well, nobody can beat gravediggers, so you're silent, okay, no worries. Um, for me, I had a best friend whose dad owned an avocado ranch and uh, he said, I think it'd be a great thing if you and my son would uh, go pick avocados. So I, you know, I said, I'm gonna make a little bit of extra money, I'm gonna be outside, this is gonna be great. So uh, I took the job as an avocado uh, harvester and now what this means you got to know there should be a picture of avocado tree there up on the screen. These avocado trees they can grow very tall. They I mean they can be as tall as you know 35 feet something like that. And what you got to do is you wear these giant vinyl bags that hang down about halfway down to your shins there and you 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 clip them off because if you don't clip the avocados themselves you just rip them off they spoil a lot quicker and they're not worth as much in sale. So. So you clip them off and you're filling up your bag, you're filling up your sack, you're kind of slinging your leg along, you know, as you walk. And these things can get pretty dang heavy. I got a lot of respect for people that do this because I, seriously, it was difficult. I started to realize, I don't know if this is one of my strengths. I don't know if this is one of my abilities personally. But so I'm, I'm slinging these along and everything goes good for the summer. I'm kind of going for the first month. And, and I realized that, that um, you know, we've got to get some of these ones that are really high in the tree. And so you've got these pole pickers that you're kind of doing and, and so I start to climb up into the trees and I'm up there and I'm, I'm, climbing, into the, uh, I'm climbing into the trees and, and my buddy's down below and I'm clipping them off and, and I start to realize though that, you know what, I'm not the only one up in these trees. The, because avocados are high in fat, there are very large tree rats. There are tree rats up there. And I don't know if you guys know anything about me, but I do not like rats. Rats, I'm like, for me, I I always tell my wife, I'm like, they're responsible for killing off half of Europe. They're responsible for something we call the plague. There's no reason that we should be keeping these things as pets. I mean, do what you will take, you know, you can, you can have a rat as a pet, but you know, for me, I choose not to. Anyway, I'm up there, I'm I'm on this branch, and I look to my right, and you know, I don't know if I disturbed this poor tree rat slumber or something, but he, these two little beady eyes are just staring me down and, and I, all of a sudden I start to realize he's picking up, he's walking in my direction, he's starting to scamper a little faster, he's running in my direction now, and so I, I don't know if he's going to get another avocado, I, you know maybe he's, maybe he's angry, I mean he is rather large, he's probably like this, and he's been eating a lot of avocados, so he's kind of got some girth to him, you know, and um, so I, I kind of, I'm realizing I need to back up, but I'm pretty high, I can't climb down right now, so I back up, reach my hand out to grab Uh, a branch that I grab, and that's a rotted branch. So as soon as I grab it, I realize I'm falling backwards. I'm falling about 25 feet down to the brown leaves below, fell on my shoulder, bruised my shoulder, mainly bruised my ego, because my best friend would never let me live that down. I mean, you know, avocados went flying. It It was a massive scene. But I realized then, I think, Maybe this might not be one of my strengths. This might not be one of my abilities. One of my abilities is probably not agricultural harvesting. That's what I, that's what I realized. Um, but you know, we have to have those experiences. And I, like I say I have a lot of respect for, for people that are good at that. It was very difficult, it was hard work, but it taught me, you know, um, okay, I, I wanna stick with, you know, strengths and abilities that, that really God has given me. Now, you may be here today and you may be, you know, hearing the, the passage I just shared and you say, you know, Matt, you know, I hear what you're saying you know, uh, abilities, uh, you know, gifts, that kind of thing. I I don't really have, you know, any of those abilities. Well, I'm gonna beg to differ with you. First, I think what what you've got to realize is that you guys are very smart people. You guys got up this morning, you got into this machinery, right, that was made out of, you know, steel and rubber and all these different kinds of computers. And, and you guys, you know, you maneuvered through traffic and you got through, you know, stoplights and signals and, and, and you got here. You're the same people that, you know, manage your, uh, balance your books and manage your household and take care of a job. There's all kinds of different abilities and arrays within this congregation, I have no doubt. Um, you guys are very, very smart people. Study after study actually shows that the average human being has between 500 and 800 different abilities, which is mind-blowing if you really think about it, 500 and 800 different abilities. So I want you to turn to somebody next to you right now and say, you have 500 abilities. Turn to somebody next to you. <laughs> uh, 500. Okay, so a lot, of these, a lot of these kind of abilities, they, they just kind of come naturally. Um, they're not things that necessarily we recognize as abilities, but, but nevertheless, um, they're abilities, without doubt. Without doubt, we've got a lot of abilities, and there are no zero-talent people, absolutely no zero-talent people. God created us all uniquely and beautifully. I work out at CalFit, anybody over at CalFit over there? I realize that we're all created differently and we're all shaped differently because I went to work out with Justin McGarry. He's this guy, he's on like a physique team or something. And he said, oh, come, yeah, we'll just be, you know, workout partners. And the next thing I know, I'm like, my, my arms feel like I can't even have nerve feeling in them the anymore. And I realized I am definitely not built like some of these guys, like these bodybuilder guys. We're all built differently, and that's okay. That's a beautiful thing. We need to embrace that, that we're all different. All of our abilities are important. Perfect example of how we're all different and we all have different abilities is you got to look at creation, right? Creation is all different. Let's look at the animal kingdom, okay? Now, I've got a big, lumbering, 85-pound chocolate Labrador, okay? I mean, this is my, I love this guy. His name's Cabo. We rescued him. My wife and I rescued him when we were uh, just getting married. And Cabo has some seriously unique abilities. Now, this dog has the ability to, is he up there? There he is. This dog has the ability, yeah, that's Cabo. This dog has the ability to eat an entire stick of butter between the time that I say, dear God, and I say, amen. He did that during dinner one night with Katie and I, clean off the butter dish. I could barely even, t- I'm like, wasn't there butter here? And we we're looking at him there, and that's about how he looked right there. Um, he's the same dog that has the, the, uh, you know, the ability uh, to, when it was my son's, uh, James, First birthday. So, my wife's, you know, in the kitchen, she's cooking up, you know, cupcakes. We're getting ready for the big party. It's about 10 o'clock at night. They're kind of cooling, you know, and we're like, we're busy. My mom's, you know, over there and stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, we're like, wait, wait, where's where's Cabo? And we're, lo- we're looking around. We run in there, the foils to two dozen cupcakes gone. All the cupcakes completely eaten, pans on the ground, right? I mean, this dog has the ability to, he puts it away. I mean, this guy, he needs to do the, like, Nathan's hot dog eating contest or something. Um, he's also the dog that when we take him up to uh, my in-law's cabin up by Georgetown, he, he smells the water or something. I don't even know how he senses it, but, you know, my wife always says, you wanted a water dog, you got a water dog. He runs and jumps, does a belly flop into the lake and swims in that lake, I mean, for uh, six hours until the sun goes down, comes in, you know, caked with mud up onto the porch, and, you know, he's been chasing ducks and all these kinds of things, but... He's also the same dog that loves my kids and has three of them hanging off of him, and still, you know, is, you know doesn't even manage to growl. He's a the, he's the dog that even when they were babies and infants, you know, he was protective. He's an amazing dog. God created him that way. I mean, how would it be if I said, Cabo, you know what? You need to get with the program, bro. You need to be more like a poodle. You need to prance around. We need to do your hair. You need to stay out of the mud. No. I mean, that's just inherently wrong because that's not how God created him. That's not what he was intended to do. It'd be like trying to teach a duck to run, right? We need to get some trainers on you, duck. You know, put those web feet away. Let's get you, you know, running. Or teach an eagle to be more like a duck. Eagle, you need to, you need to go down into the uh, water and you know look for different kinds of food. The way you're doing it and going about it, it's all wrong. No, that's, that's not the way God created the eagle. That, that doesn't make sense. God designed specific animals for specific things And he designed us for specific things, right? We're created for unique strengths and unique abilities, and they're all important. They may be different, but they're all important. Hebrews 13, 21 says, God will equip you with all you need for doing his will. Now, notice, it doesn't say, you know, okay, God will give you the ability to think like Steve Jobs, uh, the ability to sing like Bono, and the ability to throw deflated footballs like Tom Brady, yeah, that was a little low, huh? <laughs> yeah. What happened with those text messages, though? Come on, you know, come, he knew, right? No, God's pre-planned the abilities that each of us have, and he wants us to be who we are. He doesn't want us comparing ourselves to somebody else, trying to be somebody else. That's not what gives him glory. That's not what gives him glory. He, he wants you to be you. He smiles on you. He, we give him glory. We, we, we make him happy when we are just the way that he, we, he's created us to be and nothing else. So I think that's something we've got, we've got to remember. And you may be a young person, you may be sitting here today, or you may be any point in your journey and you say, you know, well, how do I really know what God wants me to do with my life? And I would say this, I know it was good advice for me, and I continue to learn more and more, but you know, what are you able to do? What are your abilities enabling you to do? Because what God has enabled you to do with abilities, he wants you to do. So a lot of times your abilities dictate, and you the way you, you got to use them the way God intended, but a lot of times what you're able to do gives you a great path. Um, last week, Dave talked a lot about uh, you know, this idea, if you're looking for the minister in the room, whip out your driver's license and look at the photo. And that's because, I love that, because you know, we're all called to ministry, every one of us, Amen. We're all called to it. We're first. We're called to salvation first, and then second, we're called to serve Him in some way, whatever that be. And that looks completely different for every person because we're all created uniquely and differently. So, um, and this is very important. Uh, think about this: our abilities should match our calling. Our abilities should match our calling. If you want, you can write that down. But um, God expects us to use those abilities to live out the calling, the life purpose, the life goal that he has for our life. Now I'm going to kind of get into our outline, so you've got the outline with you, and there's five points here that um, are really kind of detailing how we are able to use the abilities that God gives us as God intended. So it's easy, right? We could we could use our abilities on ourselves very easily if, we, if we're not being biblical and looking back to the source as to what we should do with our abilities. So the first one is this, my abilities are to be used to honor God, my abilities are are to be used to honor God. 1 Corinthians 10 31 says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So whether it's architecture, or whether you're an athlete, or you know, whatever whatever the case may be, maybe you're a carpenter, you know, you, you, um, you're a social media marketing manager, um, you know, you're a musician, uh, you repair cars, you balance books, any of these things, and all of them are incredibly important, and all of them can be used for God's honor and for God's glory. Whatever you do, do it for the Lord as if you're doing it for God and not for men. Um, and I mean, that's, that's why we were created, right? I mean, our audience is not men. We have an audience of one. And so we need to be living our lives and using our abilities in that way. Number two, second point, your abilities are for the benefit of other people. They're not just for ourselves. They're for the benefit of other people. First Peter 4.10 says this, God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to get super fly famous and make a lot of Benjamins. <laughs> That's not what it says. No, 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 no. Let me read that again. Benjamins, by the way, is money, $100 bills. Okay. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kind of blessing. So, pretty clear. With your ability, we don't just, we don't just honor God. We, we, just like Dave said last week, we serve other people. That's, that's, that's the way we can live it out right here. Now, can we agree to this? Nobody is good at everything, right? Nobody's good at everything, except of course my wife. Yeah, I'm scoring some points up here. I know how to do it. She's right back there. No, no, no. Okay, nobody's good at everything. Anybody that thinks that they're you know, this perfection person that doesn't need anybody else, they don't. They probably don't really realize how needy they are. And the reality of it is is that we work, remember I gave a sermon on this, we work better together, we work better. In teams, biblical truth going all throughout the Bible. Now, Steve Jobs, former CEO of Apple, right, passed on um, a short time ago, but he affirmed this biblical truth in a 60 Minutes interview. And I love this quote, very interesting. Here's what he says, My model for business is the Beatles. They were four guys who kept each other's kind of negative tendencies in check. They balanced each other, and the total was greater than the sum of the parts. That's how I see business. Great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. I mean, that's coming from Steve Jobs. Whether he was given credit and realizing that that's how the creator intended it or not, that's what God created. God created us to work better together in teams, in groups. And that's why, I don't know about you guys, but I need a community group. I need a community group. I need a church family. Because I work better together. I think about my own community group, and I mean, we've got a realtor, we've got, uh, a, you know, a, a, a salesman, we've got an education analyst, we've got a, a newspaper salesperson, um, we've got a homeschooling administrator, we've got, I mean, the list goes on and on. And there's so many things and so many different abilities and skills that I really, I don't have a lot of depth of knowledge of. And so, you know, we're gonna be able to help each other out in ways that, uh, you know, they're gonna be able to kind of, compensate uh, for my weaknesses and they're going to be able to um, uh, really complement my strengths, right? So we're able to kind of work together like that. Um, like we agreed to earlier, Earlier, nobody is good at everything. Absolutely nobody's good at everything. So we need to, to team up. Now, God created marriage for us guys for this too. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So um, I don't know, for women too, obviously. But but we, we complement each other's strengths and we compensate for each other's weaknesses. I definitely figured that out. I remember when I was single, I, you know, my dinner options were kind of limited sometimes. I'd mix it up, you know, Tostitos and salsa. And then sometimes I'd have my bagels and cream cheese, you know. And that way it covered both, breakfast and dinner, both at the same time. No, but that wasn't something that was really hugely important to me. It wasn't a huge priority. It wasn't a particular ability that I had really developed at that point in my life at all. And, um, and, and my wife came along and she blessed me. So one time I'm at work, right? She shows up with Ziploc bags and Tupperwares, all these different little things. And she's like, I'm like, oh, what is this? What, what is this, Katie? She's like, oh, I just hand-rolled some sushi for you. You know, she, I mean, if you know my wife, you know she actually would do this. But I mean, of vegetables and like all this stuff. But anyhow, compensating for, or compensating for weaknesses and complementing our strengths. Um, and I definitely, uh, felt the benefit of that as I got married and I continued to see the benefits of that and I understand why God created um, created marriage. I mean, my wife is totally on fleek, right? Who knows what on fleek means? On fleek, right? I barely know what it means, but I guess it's supposed to be cool, right? On point. Thank you much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So if you learn nothing else on fleek, right, it means on point. Um, all right. Well, so that's our second point. Uh, God says, I expect you to use your abilities first, like we said, right, to serve and honor God, second to serve others, and then number three, our third point is, use your abilities to make a living. Use your abilities to make a living. Um, God doesn't want us to, you know, be mooching off other people or, um, you know, to not be able to support ourselves. God wants us to be self-supporting. And obviously, you know, some people, you know, can't work because of disabilities or circumstances, but he says that if you can work, then you should. And Deuteronomy 8.18 says, Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who has gifted you with the ability to produce wealth. I mean, did you know that producing wealth is actually, that's an ability too, right? Producing wealth is actually an ability. So can you produce wealth? Can you make money to the glory of God? Absolutely. Absolutely you can. If you're, you know, if you're, you're honoring him, you're, you know, you're tithing, you're being grateful to God, you're living ethically, absolutely you can make money to the glory of God. Maybe he wants you to fund projects here at Sun Grove, you know, for the kingdom, maybe he wants you to fund projects with organizations that are doing kingdom work, uh, you know, across the world. Um, but you can absolutely make money to the glory of God. So that's number, number three, use your abilities to make a living. Number four is God gave you abilities to be an example to others, to be an example to others. 1 Timothy 4 says this, Put these abilities to work, throw yourself into your tasks, so that everyone may notice your improvement and progress. I mean, did you know that God wants other people to notice our work? And for me, you know, so many times our witness is our work, isn't it? I mean, that's our that's our witness is how we're how we're living. I mean, we spend so much of our time, you know, working and 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 serving that, I mean, a lot of times our witness is our work. And um, you know, that's the kind of passionate service that it, it really talks about in Romans twelve one that we should offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, even early in my life, when I saw others passionately serving and and authentically giving of themselves, it was contagious, isn't isn't it? Isn't it infectious to see other people that are serving with their whole heart and they're giving of themselves? I mean, that's how God reveals himself many times is, is seeing other people living out their faith and doing the best they can, living, doing their abilities, giving, giving all that they can and, and living out the way that God had intended. So we want to be an example to other people and God wants us to be that looks that's, that looks great on his family. You know that we're hardworking, we're skilled, we're dependable, we're reliable. we have integrity. that, that reflects on God's family. So that's point four. And then point five is God wants you to use your abilities, To have money to share and to build up the church. To build up the church. So, you know, there's people, there's people obviously that can't work or, you know, maybe they've had a crisis or they've had a tragedy. And so we're able to work to have money to share with them. Uh, Ephesians 4.28 says this, begin using your hands for honest work and then give generously to others in need. Now that sounds easy, right? And we always throw around this idea about generosity. And it sounds easy. Like we say, okay, I can do that. But then life happens, right? And especially, you know, in American society today, how easy is it to fall into that trap of materialism? And and you you know, you want the house to be able to entertain, you want the, you know, the social status, you want the ability to kind of have the right clothes, have the right things, kind of put you in that that, that strata that maybe you were going for. And it can be so easy to kind of lose our focus. And not even realize that God gave us the ability, that comes from God, right? The ability to produce wealth, make money, that that comes from him. And so we need to then give back out of what he's given to us. And uh, um, yeah, I I mean, you know, the ability to be able to share with others, I mean, what what an absolute blessing. We're able to, um, uh, you know, basically provide for ourselves. And God says at some point you've got to decide, you know, enough is enough. I've got enough money, now I'm going to share with others and, and continue to build the kingdom that uh, that he wants on this earth. Um, Deuteronomy 15, the message says this, give freely and spontaneously, don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle matters like this triggers God. You are God's blessing in everything you do, all your work and ventures. I mean, how many of us would like God's blessing? Amen? I, I definitely would. Well, it's, I mean, it's pretty clear. Scripture kind of spells it out. It says, here's the trigger, you know, become like God. God wants us to, you know, more and more have, be pursuing after his heart. And so, you know, as we become more and more generous, just like his son, Jesus Christ, just like he, he gave, the father gave his only son, um, then that in turn triggers his blessing. So, uh, it, you know, it's amazing. It never ceases to amaze me, even in my own life, how generosity, you know, unleashes God's blessings in your life. So that's, that's the uh, um, uh, first part of point five. The second part is to have money to share and to build up the church. So, well, what is the church? Well, the church is the, is the family of God. Obviously, we say church here, but that, that's just the family of God globally. And, um, uh, you know, God gives us these certain abilities to do th- certain things best. That's what it says here in Ephesians 4, if that's up on your screen. Um, it is that God's people will be equipped to do better work for him, building up the church, the body of Christ, to a position of strength and maturity. I mean, did you know that God wants you to use your abilities and your gifts to build up the church? That's, that was all part of uh, his plan. I mean, and you, you may be sitting there today, you may say, you know, Matt, again, you know, kind of like I said at the beginning, I see what you guys do, I see all the different things here and all the different kind of volunteer positions and those just, I don't really have abilities that you can use and I haven't seen how they really would match up. Well, here's what I would say. We can absolutely use your ability. I don't care what it is. We can use it here. I mean, maybe you have the ability to, uh, you know, knit or sew. Um, we can use that for the Christmas boutique. Maybe you have the ability to, you know, manage social media. We can use you for that. Maybe you have the ability, um, uh, you know, to be a teacher. We can, you know, there's there's avenues to teach and to speak. Um, there are so many different ways that we can use you. I would say. You know, come and talk to us and, and and take the Discover class, sit down and share with us what your abilities are because we absolutely, we need you. We really need you um, here to build up the church. I'll never forget. So you guys remember when we were at Franklin High School um, before we got into this building? Uh, I know some of you maybe remember that and others don't, but um, there was an amazing group of guys, uh, and I think there were some ladies, but predominantly from what I remember, there was a lot of guys that were doing this roadie uh, team, right? Anybody remember the roadie team? We got a roadie right here. Oh my gosh. Wow, fantastic. And the roadie team, do you remember John Caldwell? And there was was a whole bunch of different guys that were on that roadie team. But the roadie team was, I mean, guys with an amazing heart. They would get up. How early would you get up? Be there at six six o'clock. So which means you're up at like four o'clock in the morning, right? I mean, and then they would drive the trucks over. They'd unload. They'd set everything up. Never forget, John Caldwell was on this team. John Caldwell is not here today, but he's generally the guy that's on the keys. And he does, you know, a lot of sequencing and all kinds of different things, An incredibly talented guy. But he was humbly setting up and just doing work. And I was setting the keyboard up um, over there at Franklin uh, High School Jim. And he turns to me and he goes, hey Matt, who's, uh, who's, uh, who's playing keys today? And I said, oh man, actually, we've got this kind of problem going on. I, I'm not sure we had a cancellation, so I'm not even sure I, have to, I might have to sneak back there. And, and play, you know, while Dave's talking and stuff. And he said, um, well, how hard can it be? And I said, pretty hard. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, if you don't know how to play, it's probably, there's a lot of keys there. Um, and, and, and he goes, well, you know, I, I took like, uh, you know, 10 years of uh, piano, you know. I'm like, what? Jo- what? You know, and so, but it was an interesting thing because in that moment, he stepped forward, he made himself available, right? An ability to be available. And he made himself available, and then he he plugged in where, where God wanted him, and he used his gifts, he used his strengths, he used his talents to be able to serve the kingdom. And now you get to see kind of, you know, that put into practice here week after week, and you're blessed by him. Um, incredible just to, to kind of see the way that God has used him. Yeah, you can give him a hand, absolutely. Um, talented guy. Okay, now, so what? what if we don't use our abilities in these ways. And it's kind of kind of a sobering truth here, but God's pretty clear about this, is, is that we can, we can lose our talent. Matthew 25 says, take the talent from him who didn't use it and give it to the one who has 10 talents. I mean, God has the right to take back anything that we don't use properly. And I don't know about you, but that, that, that's pretty sobering um, to think about the fact that, that God can take it back. God can do what he wants to do. Um, and it's a pretty intense reminder for me that, you know, our time on this earth is limited. We don't know how long we have. We do not know. Um, and we don't know when he's coming back. We don't know when we could pass on. And so we've got to make the most of the time we're given here. We've got to make the most of the talents that he's given to us. So, well, how do we then, you know, thinking about that, how do we make sure that we're using our abilities the way God intended? How do we make sure we're using our abilities the way God intended? Well, on the back of your outline, it's on the back side Uh, I'm going to close kind of with three simple, practical action steps that we can take to make sure we're using our abilities, our our gifts, the way God has intended. First one is this, know your strengths. Know your strengths. Um, You know, so many times, uh, uh, you know, there could be young people that that are just unaware. And I I really, I really have, uh, you know, an an immense burden, I really believe, as, as a father, to be able to do kind of that recognition in my in my kids, and to recognize some of those abilities as they're coming up, um, I think that's a huge part of a, of a role that we play as parents. You know that we recognize that and we call out those strengths when we see them. I also think as managers, it's an incredibly important role with our employees to call out those strengths. Um, uh, you know. There's also for kids and for, for young adults, I remember I took Tom Rath's Finder. that's a great, there's all kinds of different strengths inventories and um, assessments that you can take that kind of um, help people kind of figure out some of their strengths. Um, another part of kind of figuring that out is, uh, Carrie Kiltow up here, uh, you see that poster right there, she's in our tech ministry, and she said this, and I thought that this was really profound and wise. She said, feel encouraged to try different things and find what is a fit for you sometimes knowing our strengths is also really knowing what we're not good at, right? And sometimes we don't always know right away, so we have to try other things to know what it is that we're really good at, amen? To find what 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 is actually a fit for us. And I know she, you know, there may have been other people and stuff that had told her maybe what what they thought she'd be good at, and it took her trying some different things before she really found her fit. And Carrie is back there, she is the one running today, the video switcher, but she's fantastic. She runs so many different roles. She's such an awesome person. Give her. Would you guys give her a round of applause for all that she does? Thank you, Carrie. Huge part of you know, making what we do on Sunday morning happen, so I really appreciate her. But uh, I thought that was really wise. Um, try new things, find your fit. So know your strengths, know your strengths. Number two, dedicate your abilities back to God for the use he intended. Dedicate them back to God for the use he intended. Romans 12, 1 says, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, like we read at the beginning, dedicated to his service and pleasing him. So you may you may be in a position where you know your abilities they've they've been serving you your whole life. And you've never maybe 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 it's just unawareness, maybe it was, you know, on purpose, whatever it is, but Regardless, I mean, today you can, you know, and rather than putting it off to someday, today could be the day that you dedicate those abilities, and I know God's calling some things to mind right now even. There's some abilities that are coming to mind, and you say, you know what, God, I'm going to dedicate those abilities back to God. I'm going to use them as you intended. Second um, uh, 2 Timothy 2.21 says, if you stay away from sin, Christ himself can use you for his highest purposes. Anybody see the the Latin, uh, the uh, Hatton Gardens heist in London. Did you guys see that? Remember, they stole. This was like three months ago. These guys, nine guys, bore into the the back of the Hatton Gardens, which is all the jewels for all of London. They stole three hundred million dollars worth of jewels. Nine guys, right? Crazy. Br- really, probably by all accounts, pretty brilliant guys using God-given gifts for their for themselves for the wrong reasons. Like, that those gifts aren't theirs. Those are God-given gifts. They're just using them for the wrong reasons. So we got to make sure that we're using them for the right reasons, dedicate them back to him. By the way, in the end, they were caught. So I don't know how brilliant they were. But, no, they, I mean, just the fact that they got them, that was pretty crazy, that they got into that and got the $300 million worth of jewels. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's, that's number two, dedicate your abilities back to God. The last one is this, cultivate your abilities. Cultivate your abilities practice sharpen, develop improve take on new adaptations of an existing ability that you have you know we're constantly changing so we need to be developing and improving um, we talk about that you know here uh, with the, with worship we, there's so many different areas where we, we've got to continue to sharpen ourselves the Bible says that too we think you know is that only nowadays the Bible was talking about it then too Ecclesiastes 10:10 10, 10. if the axe is dull and its edge is unsharpened more strength is needed but skill, will bring success. So if you want to be successful at things, I mean, if you've ever played a sport, you've ever done, um, you know, music or, or computer programming or whatever it is, it takes a lot of practice, right? I mean, they say like 10,000 hours it takes a lot of practice um, to really, uh, to be able to be successful at that. So, so what's the bottom line here? And what are you saying, what are you trying to say, Matt? Well, bottom line is when you really think about it, I mean, we just listen to all this. God has invested so much into us, amen? He's invested, you know, he knows the very hairs on our head. He, he knows, he, he created us with unique abilities, with unique experiences, with, with unique backgrounds. And it all is culminating in who we are right here and right now. So he's made this enormous investment in us. Then he sent his son, as one and his only son, sacrificial lamb to die for us in, in Jesus Christ on the cross. And he expects a return. He expects a return on his investment. You know, I mean, there's gonna the day's gonna come. Either you know you pass away, or um, g- God comes back, Christ comes back, whichever one comes first. But he's gonna come, and he's gonna ask you. You know, what have you done with what I gave to my servant? And Luke twelve says it like this: When the master comes back, that's God, and he finds his servant doing his work. In other words, you know what you're gifted and what you have the ability to do. That servant will be blessed. That servant will be blessed, and I don't know, you know, if you're like me, but I, that's what I want. I want him to say, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Amen. I want that blessing. Amen. So, would you guys do this? Would, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Let's just, let's just concentrate right now, just for concentration. And what I want us to do this morning, I want us to just dedicate back our abilities to God. I want us to say, "Dear God, these abilities that you've given, that you've given to me." first I just say thank you. We're grateful, God. We, we want to have grateful spirits. Thank you for what you've given to us. And I pray that as we're sitting there, that, that you would just, God, that you would call to mind some of these abilities by name. They would come to our mind and, and then we would dedicate them one by one to you, God, those abilities. That we say, God, use my abilities to expand your kingdom. I want to be open to what you want to do in and through me to expand your kingdom. And the Christian walk is so much about responding to what God did first and God loved us first. God sent his son. And so we respond back to you this morning, God, by dedicating ourselves fully and completely, dedicating our abilities to you that you would work in and through us, God, to build your kingdom. And we want to answer the call on our lives. We want to answer the call and we give you our abilities. We love you, God. We're here to glorify you in all that we say and do. We thank you for your truth. In Jesus' name we pray, and God's people said, amen. Amen. Thank Thank you for listening to the Sun Grove podcast. For information on Sun Grove Church, visit our website at sungrove.org.